the seventh episode of my podcast, Darling's Vocal Quotes. In this episode, I will talk with Sophie about our own poetry. Hi, my name is Sophie. I'm using the she/her pronouns. And Anna and I got to know through my sister and yeah, also through the mood board community because thanks to my sister, I got into it and Anna already was there, super active and super talented <laughs> and yeah, through a lot of collabs and interacting in any way my Instagram, we got to know each other and I'm excited to be here today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So I've started writing when I went to school, like first class, and I could write and then I just started writing stories on paper and illustrated them. And writing poetry, like, yeah, really as poems, I've started a year ago, I think, because earlier I've only written like novels and short stories and then I have found about yeah writing my own poetry and at first I thought it was really difficult and I didn't know how to do it and then somehow I just got into it because of some friends and yeah just tried out and now I write poems whenever I feel like it and yeah that's really cool and my inspirations are mostly yeah really different and I think I can write really good when it's sunny because I think sun is really inspirational but also sometimes when I should go to to bed but (laughs) because it's night and also sometimes yeah just get inspired or when I drive in the car or had a shower or something and I think the difference between writing poems and writing novels is that when you write a novel you just sit down and try to find some topics and then put it together and when you want to write a poem especially in my case I just get randomly some inspirations and then I'm just like wow I have to write it down and yeah it's pretty similar to yours uh, story uh, I started writing um, especially like stories that I come up with in yeah elementary school <sighs> of course they weren't very good but also you know, in the tests or exams we had to write. I was always the one writing the most sides and the longest stories. <laughs> and yeah, I've been kind of a daydreamer and a very creative mind since I was a child. So I always had to, yeah, somehow express my, my ideas, and my imagination. And then, yeah, back at uh, gymnasium, I also started writing a lot together with different people so like an rpg i don't know do you know that form of writing it's like a role play game ah uh, yeah their mm-hmm. own character and then you write a story together and i really like that because often when i write a story on my own then at some point i just lose track and then it doesn't go on because i forget about it or don't know how to go on i have so many ideas that i don't know in what order to put them and um, I really like writing together with other people I still do that 
and they have like an own friend group via uh, that I got to know through RPGs. And yeah, I started writing poems about half a year ago. So I'm mostly um, connected to the Moodball community because sometimes you have this aesthetic situation or something you want to express in a mood board and then I often started spontaneously writing something small to it and that's how I got into writing like poetry and my inspiration for poems is pretty much the same as yours it's very spontaneously it can be just a situation that I experience or something that I see in nature or a song or a certain sentence somebody says or that I read somewhere and that just gives me an idea and then well I have to write that down <laughs> uh, because I want to get it otherwise and yes that's basically how I write so and music is also a big part of my writing especially for stories or when I create new characters because it's very inspiring and then I get into the right mood to feel the situation I'm writing about and I'm, it's very important for me and my creative mind. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> so now we're going to present some poems we have written some time and which we think are really good and are going to talk about our inspirations and the stories behind it. So I will just start with some. I have written this in German, so I will first present the German version and then translate it into English. Und als ich in den Himmel sah, die Sterne waren uns so nah, die Hand dich griff nach deiner, obgleich auch du nach meiner. Uns trennte nicht ein Wimpernschlag, selbst lägest du in einem Sarg, die Welt, sie blieb noch einmal stehen, denn ich weiß, ich werde dich wiedersehen. So in English it means, and when I looked up at the sky, the stars were so close. The hand I reached for yours, though you reached for mine, not a blink of an eye separated us, even if you were in a coffin. The world, it stopped once more, for I know I will see you again. It was supposed to be a rhyme in German, which it is, but in English it's not. So I think the German version is better, but in English it doesn't sound that bad. And it's basically about the desire of love. And when I've written it, I yeah, didn't really know about who or what it was. It was just like a really good idea while I was crying, I don't know, I was just sad for some reasons. And yeah, then I had an inspirational past and I just wrote it down and I still had to search for some rhymes at some point, but not even that much because I just, I had a masterpiece in front of me. I just knew how to write it and that's basically it. And I just imagine two people lying in the grass and it's night. And then at some point, one of the person is alone. And yeah, I thought about the other person being dead, but it was not necessarily a real dad, like maybe just like the thought of it maybe the person just left or something else happened and so it's yeah basically about yeah the desire of love and about losing people but still being connected with each other
Yeah, it's it's a really pretty one, and especially in German with all the rhymes, it's very how do you say it in English? There's so much flow in it. So with rhymes, <laughs> Thank everything you. Looks, <laughs> sounds just fresh. Uh, but I like it a lot, especially because, as you said, it's about the desire of love, but you can interpret it in many ways. So for me, it's not obvious. It's a love between people that found each other if it's a fulfilled love with a relationship behind it or if there's just this person longing for someone but love is unfulfilled and uh, there's no chance that they get together and yeah i like these kind of mysterious mystic in it and that it's a very wide range of interpretation and i think that makes it very easy to relate to the poem because the way you interpret it you can you know you can relate to what's written in there yeah <laughs> yeah thank you i think that's a good point of view yeah and i mostly write in english because yeah most of the poems i write are connected to something with the moodbook community and then of course i write it in english <laughs> so everybody <laughs> who's following me can read it but I've also written something in German and for me it's sometimes a little hard to then translate it because you're not that bad in English, neither are the bad in that language. But I think in your mother tongue there are certain words that have a certain meaning for you and then it's hard to find the perfect translation for it in English, for example, because maybe the first word in English that you would translate it with doesn't have the same association for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But I think in English it also sounds very good and it's a very good translation that you wrote. There. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is yeah i guess maybe the favorite one of all that i've written so far i don't know i just like it <laughs> we'll just read it out now and then we can talk about it a little they were lovers they loved art strolling through the halls of the louvre they loved literature too quoting all the great writers with every word they loved poetry reading out the most mesmeric poems to each other and they loved languages whispering their dreams and their secrets in unknown words they love philosophy, not able to comprehend the universe, but trying to, while floating through the ocean it is. They love the aesthetic, living every moment with all of their souls, dedicating it to the beautiful. They loved life, celebrating all of this they loved that life gave them. They were lovers, they were artists, they were writers, and they were poets. They were rhetoricians and philosophers, they were athletes, they were alive. And without noticing, they became lovers of each other. Uh, yeah, so I loved that one a lot. Um, I wrote it based on a situation of a good friend of mine. I got to know the Moodboard community. Her name is Kiroi, and she's also a great Moodboard creator. And she had a story where somebody asked her what the perfect date would look like for her. And then she described this day with these two people strolling through museums and painting and sketching each other and writing something for each other and then being in a park and at the end of the day reading out to each other what they wrote and showing the sketches they drew of each other. And it was, a, as she said, also kind of a 
more platonical and not sexual love. So very romantic, but not in a sexual way. And it is loved how she described it. And it was so inspiring to me that I decided to, you know, do something based on that. And I wrote that poem then. And yeah, I just I like it a lot. I think I did a good job there without being arrogant or anything. I think it has a pretty flow and yeah, when I wrote it and also when I read it now, there's so many pictures coming up to my head and I have so much imagination that come through that word. Yeah, I think it's also really beautiful and I think you did a really good job. And also about the arrogant thing, I think when a writer likes their own work, it's just for my case seeing it. I think it's so beautiful when someone writes something and really likes it. And yeah, I really like your poem too. And just thinking about it, I think it would be a really good date indeed. <laughs> and yeah, it sounds really really pleasing like those two people who just understand each other and yeah both love art and philosophy and yeah i think that's really beautiful and also the way you've written it it just fits together so good and it makes up a really good imagination in someone's head and it's when you read it it's just like you're living in that scenario for a short time Oh, I'm very happy just to say that and that <laughs> you can relate to what I said. And yeah, also I think about the arrogant part, to be honest, I probably say that because I'm often very insecure and then I fear to appear arrogant to other people just because I have some self-confidence <laughs> in one part of what I'm doing. And I really think we shouldn't worry so much about that arrogance part because I know a lot of people and I think that for example you or Lou, my sister, are also a little like that, but there are parts of that where, where we are very insecure, but we can be so proud of what we're doing. We're all artists and creators, and I think as an artist or as a writer, it's important to like what you did, because why would you have written it <laughs> in the first place if you think it's shit? So if you say something that I've created or something that I've written is good and I'm very proud of it it should be just a normal thing and I think we should worry there less so I shouldn't have said that thing <laughs> it's okay I think we should just be proud and happy yeah that we can do all this of this yeah I think it's just that there's yeah a yeah a thin line between arrogance and self-confidence and then it's really yeah difficult for oneself to judge if what you've said is not arrogant or confident yeah. uh yeah but i think it's really worse for example when someone has made art and then they're showing it to to everyone and then they're like oh my god it's so shit look what i've written like this is so stupid but of yeah. course some sometimes you write something you don't really like that much and then you search confidence in other people's opinions yeah in other people's yeah. opinions and yeah but that's a bit odd to always say it's so shit because I think art can't be that bad of course everyone has a different opinion on it but 
art is just yeah it depends on the view and i think there will always be at least a person who thinks that this type of art is really beautiful and sometimes it's not even how the art looks or what the art is it just depends on how it yeah gets presented yeah I totally know what you mean and of course especially when I think of stories or texts that I wrote five seven years ago I would never show them to anyone <laughs> for example I I'm in an RPG which is running since I think four four or five years wow. so we started in 2015 or 16 and of course the texts that I wrote at the beginning of this RPG are in my eyes not that good and compared to what i'm writing now which i'm very proud of mostly pretty shitty and sometimes we talk about you know publishing a story because it's not too bad and it is long enough to publish it in some form but of course i would then change some of the things that i wrote five years ago because we grow and we learn and we always improve ourselves but i totally agree to what you said that it sometimes is stupid and annoying when people do something and then they come look at what I've drawn or look at what I've done it's so shitty isn't it and as you as you already said of course sometimes you're not 100% satisfied with your creation whatever it is but then either you just live with that and you say okay it's not my best work I can do better but I'm I'm okay with that or you just don't show it to anybody but um, there are people that always do that you know with they write something or draw something and then they show it to everybody they know just to get compliments to feel better but to everyone yeah. they say oh, it's not that good please don't say that it looks good it's not that good <laughs> I mean, they could say something like, yeah, I'm a bit unsure about my work, so what do you think? And that yeah, would be... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the people that put something in their story on WhatsApp or Instagram, like, oh, today is such a shitty day, and then when you ask them what's wrong, it's not like, mm, no, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Then, Why do you share it with me then? And I think it's the same with art. So... Either you ask for people's opinions because you're insecure or maybe not 100% satisfied or you just don't talk about it or show it to anybody if you say, okay, that was shit, let's just throw it away. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> so my next one is about love and I will just, yeah, read it love what is love she asked it can be anything the touches of a passionate lover the kisses of the warm sun the berries of a loving mother the sweet melody of the yet so lonely standing piano the smile of your best friend the pores of your little kitten as it greets your coming home the passion you show while doing things you enjoy the last breaths of a moose as she was breathing only for you yet it's so hard for her to say i love you <laughs> so i wrote this poem because sophie and i are in a poetry group and we all write poems together and yeah alone for the group and we had a task because we have always 
a task a month and this time the task was about love and then I was thinking about it for a long time and trying to figure out about what I wanted to write because there are many different types of love but in the end I've just decided to write about all types of love I think that it was a really good decision because I've written something and I really like it because each line kind of represents a different type of love. I don't think it presents all types of love that exist at all, but I think many different ones and I really like it. And I think love is also in general a really interesting topic. And yeah, I really like to discover the many different types of love that exist. Yeah, I, I love that poem a lot, um, especially because of that point, because you put all the different things a lot and aspects that love can be uh, into that poem. And I think it's a really good point because love is not just that Romeo and Juliet thing with dying for each other and desiring to be with each other till the end of your life and love is so such a broad term and so diverse there's so many aspects of love and especially yeah exactly as you wrote it in your poem that love can be also in your relationship between yeah you know a mother and a daughter of course and it's or between siblings or between you and your pet or you and your plants uh, or friends and this is, each of them are different forms of love and all of them are so so important because I think yeah it makes you feel better to know you've been loved and there's somebody that cares for you and I think that you would summarize that very well in that poem thank you <laughs> and I think I'm gonna read out also my love poem that I wrote for our monthly theme back then. Yeah. I will tell stars about you, hoping that they listen. I will whisper into the night with my heart pounding and aching all the love I have for you so that only they can hear it. I will wish on a shooting star that you maybe can hear me too. While I tell stars about you and all the beauty I have seen you, Never could I say those things right to you, right in your face. So I told stars about you. I'm sure that they will listen. So I wrote a poem based on a picture that I found on Pinterest. And it also has this, you know, those photos where they put that yellow text underneath like a caption. And the caption said, I will tell the stars about you. And I liked the photos so much. It was you know, a girl that you see from behind, you only see her back and she's dancing somewhere outside and the sky is only pink and red, like a dawn or a dusk. And there's only this one sentence as a caption. I really love that photo. And I also found the sentence very inspiring. And based on that, I yeah, wrote that poem. And I think that most of my love poems are somehow desiring unfulfilled way of love so um, often when I write something it's 
a description of secretly crushing on someone or loving them, but it's that phase before you, they even notice you or you even told them, and it's more just how do you say it in properly in English? I think crushing is the best way to say it. Yeah. So, what you have uh, a lot when you're younger, that there's this person, and they're just so handsome and so kind, and you just fall for them, but you would never dare to talk to them or tell them about your feelings. And I realized that many of the poems I write on the topic of love go somehow in that direction. Maybe it's because I, I like that part of being in love because it's that unsure part where you don't know where it ends and if they will even talk to you someday or how it will end the relationship between you and them. Will you get friends or will you not see each other until the rest of your life? Uh, it's this insecurity. Yeah, I also think it's really beautiful and I like where you got inspired. It's so interesting and really cool. And yeah, I really yeah get what you're trying to say and I think yeah, that's a good way to look on it. And I also sometimes just have crushes and I know I'm not going to ever talk to the person about it. And I think, yeah, the way you've written this poem really yeah, shows this feeling. And I think that's just really pretty and cool how you've written it. Thank you a lot. And yes, I also think that crushing is something very exciting and totally normal. And so I have a boyfriend and I love him and there's no doubt in that, but sometimes also randomly crushing on someone and that's nothing to take serious or that I'm thinking of, you know, betraying my boyfriend or anything. It's just that you have, you know, these little butterflies in your stomach when you see them and you are excited to meet them again. And um, I think it's absolutely normal and okay because there are so many people on the, that world. How would you ever only be interested in just one person person. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely not possible and I think it's somehow an exciting and cute feeling and I don't feel bad for it because I think it makes yeah your everyday life somehow more interesting and I also think that it's pretty because for that short time you have a crush you tend to see someone in a better light and you know you watch them and you see things that you maybe wouldn't have noticed if you just would have passed by and never looked at them again and it's a little like having a closer look at the details and give people a chance to be something special for you and i think that's somehow something beautiful yeah i really love that point of view <laughs> thank you <laughs> I have it, can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't explain it better. So my last poem I want to present is called Triggers. So for some people who are listening, a short trigger warning. It's nothing really bad, but it has a short mentioning of dead and blood. Triggers. It is not the blood on your hands, the screams as she felt her coming death, 
What if it's not the way I feel them biting on my lips? If it's the fact I see my little world falling apart, slithering out of my cold, trembling hands? It's the loss I feel when you're gone, the white noise after the dead silence. Kill me, cause what is it worth living in a world full of triggers without you? When I've written this, it was basically just me thinking about triggers because I didn't know what would really trigger me, yeah, myself at this time because we were talking about triggers and trigger warnings and yeah, I just wanted to find something more about myself and yeah, then I found out that for me it's usually not just the triggers itself but yeah mostly the loss of people people i love and that was basically what i tried to write in this poem that i yeah just get triggered of the thought that someone i really love can just disappear not only through death but just yeah in general that they just yeah are not there for me anymore someday that they just go away and yeah that's really triggering me but it's not something that can visual trigger me or like in a post but this time it's just in my head the thought of itself and i thought writing it down would be interesting yeah i think it's interesting so it's very dark poem i think so when you read it and the topic is just very dark as you yourself in the beginning with your trigger warning because it's another poem about unicorns and things like that (laughs) but i think it's very interesting and somehow brave of you to write about topics like this as well because there are some you know authors writers poets out there that tend to only write about the beautiful things in life and to be honest i personally i haven't written a poem about you know more negative topics so far but i think it's a good way as you said to get to know yourself better and you know the 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 fears that you have and maybe just not noticed so far and I can totally relate to you when you say that maybe your biggest fear that you have in life is losing someone. I think that's something everyone gets triggered by because <laughs> losing someone uh, doesn't matter in what way. If it's death or they just disappear or leave you, it's a very horrible feeling and breaks your heart mostly. And I really think it's yeah maybe sometimes important to express feelings like this doesn't matter if it's in poetry or just talking with somebody about it and i really like poems so when you read it there is a a lot of opportunity to interpret it in different ways but in the end uh, one gets what you mean but it's not like you just wrote down what you just explained so well, yeah, I, I'm afraid of losing people. That's my biggest fear. So you wrote it in a very imaginary language. And I think it may, makes it the poem even more interesting and excited to read. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I also think it's interesting how some writers really only write about 
positive things and that on the other hand there are also writers that only write about negative or obscure things and i think when you really want to improve yourself it's important to try yeah, different types like positive and negative i think in the end it's okay if you decide on one of those two sides but i think for myself for yeah improving writing i think it's really interesting to just look at the world on different views and try to write down different types of feelings so yeah i thought about yeah writing something more personal in a way many people could relate to as i've written down it in the poem and yeah something more dark but i think you can look at it in different types of way as you have said and i really like your explanation i'm happy that we that i got your poem and your explanation right uh, yeah because i think it's the worst thing to see art of someone and they talk about it and then the creator sits there well that's actually not what i meant to express <laughs> with it but thanks for your opinion <laughs> yeah but i also think with art there are always different types of you and i also think that sometimes you have just to separate your own view on something from the view of the writer itself so maybe the writer wants to show a totally different feeling but the feeling you get your own feeling when you watch someone else art is also valid and i think it's really cool when both feelings are the same but as a writer as an artist myself i think it's also really interesting to see how people see it on another point of view and it often really makes sense but i also think the interesting point of art is that it has yeah many types of view and that there's no wrong or right in interpreting something yeah i totally agree on what you say i think that's also the most interesting part of sharing your art so to get because i think it's like this with everything even with the view you have on yourself you always will appear different to others than you do to yourself the only way you can see yourself is in a mirror or the front camera of your phone but you will never have the same picture of you as of yourself than other people have because it's <laughs> you know what i mean and with art and if it's poetry or art paintings whatever it doesn't matter it's the same thing so it's really interesting to get the view and the opinions of other people how they feel when they read something you you wrote or um, see your art and what they yeah get from it it may not be the same feeling that you had when you wrote it or the same intention when you wrote it and i think that's the most exciting part about sharing art to see how it appears to others what it what an impact it has on them yeah i really like the way you have explained it <laughs> Should I go on with my last one? Yes. So, yeah, kind of short one. I decided on that because it's something I've never done so far. It's a poem I wrote about an original character of mine. I created that character for a story I write with a friend. And it's somehow an introduction poem for him. So it's also the first sentence, first 
something that you read above his first text. Uh, yeah, I would just go and read it out. His eyes so gray and empty, blinded by the lightning. His heart as dark as thunder clouds, rolling, rough and frightening. His appearance, impressive but furtive. You will only see him when he wants you to. But be aware, he's blind but fast. His malice might be aimed at you. Yes. So as I said, it's about an OC that I've created for an RPG story. And it's a fantasy story, so it's a little bit that may be interesting in interpreting it. It's not a real life story. And yes, to be honest, I haven't started writing that story so far. We both were very busy currently. But I'm very excited to start that story and to introduce and get into the character even more. And every time I read that poem, I'm like more empathetic and inspired to go on and write more about him and get to know the character better myself and create more of his story. Yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful. <laughs> I think it's really interesting to write poems about OCs because I really love OCs. They're just as the name already says original character they are really original and unique and i think creating ocs makes so much fun because you can just think of creating just a really good personality and how they act and then writing about them like a poem is really cool and i really like the idea that you've really made it and i think writing novels is really fun when you have really good OCs and that's why I really get sad when I finish writing a story and I can't use the OC anymore because I really like them and this way it's also a really interesting way to just continue writing about the OC in yeah another way and when you write a poem like you've done it, I think I got a really good overview of your OC a bit. And yeah, I think that's really cool and you've written it in a really pretty way. I really like this poem. Thank you a lot. I'm happy that you like it. So I personally have never finished a story so <laughs> fast, so I'm very bad at that. And as I said, I sadly haven't written a real story on my own so far somehow I just that gets out of your mind and then you're not inspired anymore maybe or don't like the ideas you had before and so for me it's very hard to write on my own somehow I think it, I should do it more often because I, I like writing a lot and many people tell me that they like my style of writing but yeah, so far I, I haven't accomplished this, <laughs> this quest. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm very impressed by you that you've already finished so many stories and you can say that and yeah, that you're so busy in writing. Yeah, thank you. But actually I've not really finished them like directly, but I've yeah i've written multiple stories like really long ones and i've written them yeah with a friend too and 
yeah we got into a fight and we're not friends anymore so at some point the story is finished and most of them were so long that i think it's like finishing a whole story so yeah i wish i could once write a story on my own like really finish it like you know really not just because i got into yeah. a fight and yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, then that's it's somehow a sad ending. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what when you want to do when she, you get into a fight and then you quit the friendship? You, how do you want to go on with the story? Yeah. That's the best, uh, best thing you did by ending the story. What I also wanted to mention is that I totally agree on you with the part of being sad about the, the loss of a, a character because you can't write about them anymore. I totally relate on that. So I think at the one side, you always put something from you into a character. So I think you can never create a character that hasn't at least one little thing in common with you because it's your creation. And at some point you gotta make them act or react in a situation as you did because you're a writer and that's why i think there's always this personal connection to a figure you create and back then some years ago i had a lot of rpgs going on and that was when i was at school and had more time than i did like nothing else but now i'm work and have a lot of stuff to do and some more hobbies and now I don't have so much time anymore and also I lost a lot of partners because they didn't have time anymore and that's why I lost a lot of stories sadly but the I think you know about four or five stories I currently still have and they are very important to me also the characters I created there mean a lot to me and I'm not sure what I'm gonna do when the story is coming to an end because then I, yeah, you know, you don't have them in your everyday life anymore because you write on them on a regular basis. But on the other hand side, you can't, can't let a story go on until eternity because how do you wanna do it? On one hand side, you won't have the time at some point anymore. We all will grow up and have a job and other things to care for. And on the other hand side, I think it's not the purpose of the story to go on forever. I mean, there may be stories that you only write for yourself and not every one of us will maybe get the opportunity to publish their story. But I think for most of us, that's what we are aiming for in the end. So we rewrote that big thing <laughs> and we want people to read it and to also get into the universe we wrote about and maybe make them happy and can relate to that and therefore a story has to end because if you want to publish it it should be a last page <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i really like the way you've explained it with the oc and with publishing 
I really agree. But also, just reminded me of One Piece. This anime with having, I think it has 973 episodes right now. <laughs> I think that shows how the writer really relates to us. Like, they just can't let go of their characters. But I think this is really a way to show success because... At some point, they had the opportunity to make so many episodes and people are really watching it till the end. <laughs> yeah, it's a great uh, achievement, definitely. I think it's a lot of the big and most popular animes more or less like this. So maybe not all the big, but, you know, like Naruto or Dragon Ball fame, they have so many episodes. Yeah. <laughs> But somehow it shows how popular the thing got. Same with Pokemon, for example. There are so many episodes and other ways of outselling that anime. And it's still a big achievement. It's a big goal for the creators. Because obviously they had the chance to do this. And there are so many people watching it, even though it's so long. <laughs> but as you said, somehow it shows how it is for creators that they just can't let go of their story. And the bigger your universe is that you created, the, ma the more side stories you can put into it and the characters and NPCs. And of course, then you can create a story around smaller characters in the, in the series. And so it goes on. <laughs> yeah, I really love that when writers also bring out side stories to the main plot, this just shows that they really managed to not only create a little story but a whole universe and that they can always add something to it and I think at one side it kind of destroys the fandom like making up your own ideas but on the other side if it's really good written then the fans are of course really happy to see the side stories. Yes of course and especially if it's more like a character that plays a smaller role in the, in the series but you like them and then you're sad that they don't get much attention and so the writer has the opportunity to show us more about this one and I think for fans that's a great thing to get to know even the smaller characters or the ones that are not that important not the main characters and I'm currently writing in an RPG which is also playing in a quite big universe so the main plot was made of by a friend of mine and then a lot of the people that she wrote it with they left the group and in the end they were only like three people and then she said oh, we can't go on with the story with only three of us because we need more characters and then I also joined the group on a later part of the story and now the universe is so big but there are not that many facts settled so far. You have a lot of possibility to bring in your own ideas. And that's exactly what I'm doing currently. So I'm so inspired by this. And I brought in so many input and so many ideas. And I'm really proud of what we've done so far. And uh, yeah, maybe one day we can publish it because I think it's good enough to be published one day. But question is if there, we, there would be a chance to do so yeah we will see
Yeah, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I think my problem with writing the stories is that I have so many ideas and I usually can't stick them all together because they're own plot ideas and they don't fit in the same universe. So at the moment I'm writing like, I don't know, four or five stories at the same time and I just can't decide which one I should finish at the moment and then I somehow have no inspirations for one of them and then I run on the other, which is like actually at some point a good idea because maybe I have so many inspirations that I somehow in many years I have all of them finished at once or I just forget about all of them or about one of them but we will see maybe I also can find a personal favorite and we'll just finish this one or however I feel like I'm excited to see the outcome, but I can totally relate to what you said. So the fact that you have so many ideas, but then you don't know how to put them together and connect them. And then, yeah, in the end, you have two separate stories because you have so many ideas. I can relate to that a lot. As I said, I'm yeah, kind of a daydreamer since I was a child. And I think many people can relate to this, that nearly every one of us has like their, their own world where they go to in their dreams or while daydreaming and in that own little world I also have like some figures that appear most of the time or on a regular basis and then sometimes you have a storyline with them and then sometimes on the other day you can come up with another idea for that character and then hmm, last week I thought about something else what is the better way to think of now <laughs> um, yeah so I don't write about this world a lot it's just somehow you know my own little bubble to go to when I need to relax a little but I can relate a lot to what you said and as I said I'm very interested in what will come out with all of your five stories oh thank you <laughs> I'm excited maybe you read one of them one day <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was very interesting to hear all of your facts and inspirations and what you have to tell me today. And I'm very excited to go on with our Poets Club. And thank you for having me today. <laughs> and good luck for your podcast. We'll see each other in some form soon, I guess. Yeah, thank you. Also, thank you for coming. It was really nice to have you here. And I'm looking forward to maybe another episode with you together. Maybe we will see. I would be very honored. <laughs> thank you, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> this was Anna and my podcast, Darling's Vocal Chords.